Welcome back into Mining Stock Daily, everybody. We got some more corporate updates for you this afternoon. I'm going to have to be joined by Doug Ramshaw now, president of Monera Alamos. They trade on the TSX Venture with the symbol MAI. There's also an OTC ticker with MAIFF. That's the avenue I use for my investments into Monera Alamos and have so for a number of years here. Uh, Doug, you put out uh, your production update uh, out of Santana. Uh, there's a little bit, to, you know, a little bit of everything in this, but I guess most importantly is you went. There was some severe drought in the area where Santana is located. However, that didn't stop the gold production uh, reaching a new uh, monthly record. So that's good. You're yet to announce commercial production. However, I'd say you're pretty dang close, if I may say so. From from my uh, from my uh, armchair quarterbacking, can we all just take a step back and say how seamless that was that you were able to show you were a shareholder <laughs> <laughs> by just by just talking about which of the two exchanges you buy your stock on? <laughs> Perfectly done, my friend, um, and and we appreciate that support. Yeah, uh, good. I think a very good, uh, strong uh, earnings report. I guess earnings pre-commercial earnings today uh, at a time where the industry is facing challenges. Well, we faced limited challenges when it comes to the costs and running of the operation other than uh, raining. Um, and uh, and we've talked about this uh, with investors for the last couple of months. It's like they want news, but the press releases they want would almost be a weather report. Uh, is it raining down there at site? And uh, so, yeah, there's been a major drought. It's obviously been affecting northern Mexico and into southern California the last two years. Um, this year was particularly egregious. Um, I mean, we've talked about it on the show before, but practically zero rain for f- the first five months of the year there. And rain- water is required for heat leach operations. And the lack of rainfall meant that the, the natural aquifers and, and natural reservoirs of water were just drying up so much. But we, we said in our last re- report that with water availability as the inevitable rainy season comes, um, what gold we didn't produce in Q2 would certainly start being produced rapidly in Q3. And so, yes, July was a record production month at uh, 2275 ounces, which was twice any previous month's uh, record production. Um, and it's roughly where we want the ounces to a, at least be on a consistent basis from a commercial production decision. Um, you know, a startup, a 25,000 ounce a year mine, grow it from there. We'd like to see that kind of 25,000 ounce annualized rate to give the check mark on gold production at least. But there's another element to it as well, and that was always mining rate. And it, also in July, we got our mining rate up to 300,000 tons, um, about 10,000 tons a day. Uh, and it was the first month uh, that we really were able to, to, to do that consistently. So that's the other check mark. Prior to, you know, earlier in the year, we were at about seven or 8,000 tons a day. And whilst the operation was actually at the operations level making money earlier in the year, to us, we still wanted to hit that internal guide on on mining rate as well as production rate. We saw that in July. And I think if we can show consistency on that in August and September, it bodes well for a commercial production declaration. 
Um, so we're moving absolutely in the right direction and we're doing so whilst keeping our costs um, practically in line in Q2 or Q1, which against this inflationary backdrop, I think was a, a really significant takeaway from um, from this release today. All right. So uh, gold recoveries from July were uh, 2,275 ounces. Uh, that's great. Obviously, uh, you know, more ounces we can, you can get recovered, the better. But I do want to ask you about costs here. Uh, your costs marginally went up in a time where everybody's getting hit with inflation. Uh, you said uh, Q1 experienced about $16 an ounce increase or 1.5%. However, you know, where does that leave your margins? And what is that all in sustaining cost sitting at right now? Well, I mean, from a sustaining capital perspective, we don't have, you know, really capital expenditures on this heat leach um, for the foreseeable future. So what we, because of an accounting uh, rule change, we are reporting revenues and, and the direct costs, really kind of like our total cash costs, for uh, production, um, not including depletion or depreciation, but it, it gives a fair idea of what we we are producing an ounce of gold for. So those numbers today in the release were in Canadian dollars. So um, it's in the low 800s from a from a cost of producing an ounce of gold. So I've always said that you know these gold price environment. I know a lot of companies kind of need higher gold prices to make their operations work. We have very, very nice margins at these levels. So um, uh, that's, uh, you know, bodes well for the future, especially as we expand production still further. So very happy with that. All right. Uh, so everything's happening very well here at Santana. Now, it is a fine balance here. Uh, you know, I, I, every time we talk, we keep pushing about when you will announce commercial production for Santana, but you're also working on that Cerro de Oro project in Zacatecas. In fact, there's a preliminary economic assessment uh, that is, you, it's, you mentioned is nearing completion. So talk about this balance. What, when is the time frame now for that PEA for Cerro de Oro? And how does that kind of fit into officially, you know, ringing the bell and announcing commercial production at Santana? Uh, well, the two run in parallel and are, are not dependent on each other. So, you know, yes, that that uh, first economic study for Cerro de Oro uh, will be out next month. I'm I'm really hoping that I I have it out right in time for the conference uh, seasons, either in Beaver Creek or at least for Denver. Um, feels like a wasted opportunity to to three days after everyone's gone home to say, oh, we've got this thing to talk about. So I. It's, it's a, a huge catalyst for the company. So we're, we're furiously working towards getting it out ready for conference season. And that's running completely independently to a commercial production de decision at, at Santana. Uh, for that, I just want to see uh, a, a few consistent months of what we saw in July. And I think that will feed into that decision. So, um, you know, everything's kind of running on, on parallel tracks there. Uh, you know, with these with these two projects, you know, what is some, you know other than the financials and the production numbers, what is something that maybe investors are are maybe missing that you think you they really need to understand about either project? Uh, you know, you know what is something that you, you that really needs to be appropriately communicated that maybe the market is missing. Um. 
I don't actually think the market's missing too much. Uh, I don't think we're sitting here with our valuation. If the market wasn't accepting and understanding and appreciating the business model that we're building out here. Um, the key component to that business model is delivering the second mine. And that all starts obviously with the permit uh, applications, which will be commencing uh, and going into the government shortly, but also framing what that mine looks like. And so for a long time now, I've actually said over commercial production at Santana, over the maiden first phase resource at Santana, the, the game changer for the company is the, the PEA for Cerro de Oro. So that people can see how this sequencing of mines and this kind of growth of the production profile, which will be significant with Cerro de Oro, um, you know, actually uh, sets us apart. Uh, so, and, and again, I think when we come out with that and we show just how cheaply we'll be able to build the next bigger mine, because of how we built Santana for just 10 million US, I don't think that they're going to be the same people that back a few years ago, you're going to build a mine for 10 million bucks. Like, well, we, we went ahead and did it. And so I think that actually all plays into it. But say the market's missing. Yeah, we've come down with the rest of the sector, but I, I actually, I embrace the current challenges facing the sector because I actually think it throws a spotlight on a very smart, savvy, nimble business model that we have that can take advantage of building low capex mines in a inflationary environment that can keep costs in control in an inflationary environment We're we're not immune but we are incredibly insulated compared with a lot of our peers so um you know that being said i'd like the stock to be higher i paid 55 cents in a financing uh, not so long ago so um you know i thought it was good value at that point but uh it's it's obviously been a rotten summer for the sector. So hopefully, uh, um, you know, hope springs eternal. Conference season in September kicks off, uh, you know, a, a good fall market for long-suffering uh, investors in this space. Your cash and cash equivalents in Monero Alamos right now are just over $9 million. Uh, kind of looking projecting out into the future with the PEA coming out for Cerro de Oro do you feel when it's time that the company will have enough cash in the kitty to self-fund the construction of Cerro de Oro without having to go well, back can, to the market yeah so our cash as of June 30th was 9 million that had increased from where it was the previous quarter and our working capital was up to 17 million which was a few million dollars more than the previous quarter so it was a very good quarter in terms of capital management uh subsequent to that june 30th then we there was that four million dollar raise that was me and one institution uh that's bolstered that cash position still further and you know, roughly 5 million Canadian of gold that was produced in in uh, July too. So even with some costs associated in the last seven weeks, I would, I would expect our working capital positions actually uh, considerably over 20 million bucks at this point. And, and I would expect it to, you know, continue to grow as operations continue to um, uh, expand out at Santana. Uh, in terms of Cerro de Oro, I've always believed that it can be debt funded uh, largely with any uh, difference being uh, met with the 
uh, free cash that can come off Santana in 2023. So, uh, you know, we're debt free now. It creates a lot of opportunity for how we fund that. And I think when people see the PEA, they'll see just what a low bar that CapEx is for uh, Cerro de Oro. Um, the goal for me over the next six months is well in advance of us making a construction decision, uh, we'll be showing the market that, you know, that funding is in place, obviously contingent on receiving the permits. So, and I, I would, you know, I'm already talking with with uh, on non-equity groups with regard to demonstrating how it can be done without uh, an equity infusion. How about the timeline for permitting? What's the expectations there? Well, our permitting people down there in Mexico feel like, you know, from when those permit applications go in, it's about an eight or nine month process, which is somewhat in line with where we were with Santana, the different, which was 14, but four months of that was completely taken up with elections and government change. So, um, you know, we still feel comfortable uh, that Cerro de Oro will be into its construction phase sometime in the second half of next year. Now, whether that's early Q3, late Q3, or, or early Q4, I'm, I'm loath to kind of put a pin in it until I feel, you know, uh, a we're a little closer to, you know, knowing, seeing how things are going through the permitting process and stuff. But, you know, I, I do think internally we are very comfortable that we will be building our second mine in the second half of next year. Looking forward to that one, Doug. Uh, thanks so much for this update. And I look forward uh, to seeing you in a couple of weeks here in Colorado at Beaver Creek. Should be a good time. And I believe you and I are set up for a meeting and another interview then too. So hopefully that technical report gets published and we'll chat about that. Sounds good, my friend. I'll see you in a few weeks. All right. That's Doug Ramshaw from Monera Alamos. Again, trading on the TSX Venture with MAI and on the OTC with MAIFF. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.